You're listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com. Welcome to the show. My name is Christian Corley and with me is Gavin Phillips. Gavin, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Christian. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad at all. It's really cold where I am in the UK at the moment. I'm, uh, I'm my little office that I have in the garden is uh, is absolutely as as we say as we say in these parts, nithering. Nithering. That's a new. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm nithered. <laughs> absolutely nithered. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like it could be uh, used for other things as well. <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. Yeah, it's uh, surprisingly cold here. And uh, what about yourself? Good weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you know, intermittent, slightly wet. But um, we're we're you know probably pushing double digits down here because it never really gets um, wow truly cold where we live. Although we did have an actual frost last week, but uh, yeah, I I won't bore you with the 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 luxury of the heat we're uh, enjoying down (laughs) in Cornwall. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Uh, So we're here to bring you the uh, latest news about technology that you're using, hardware, services, etc. And then we've got some tips and tricks. Well, that's the usual format. We're just going to expand things slightly uh, this week. We're going to give you a piece of news about Amazon, and then we're going to kind of spin off from that with a more generalised conversation. So, you may, you may know that a few months ago, Amazon announced that there would be a price rise coming, and they introduced their price rise. So, um, Amazon Prime subscribers get um, Prime Video. Now, the subscription for the full Amazon Prime service, everything that entails, is $139 a year. I think it's 95 in the UK, something like that. And if you just want Amazon Prime, it's on, it's $899 a month. But things are changing, and it is now introducing advertisements, even if you're paying a monthly subscription. And if you don't want adverts, then you've got to pay more. And this, and I mean, I've I've used Amazon Prime, and before that Prime Video, actually, I subscribed to Prime Video before I took out an Amazon Prime subscription, for years. I mean, I mean it's 2024 now. I would say six or seven years. And I'm really really annoyed about this i have to say gavin well uh, i i agree i've cancelled mine um almost instantly mm-hmm. actually because there's no way i'm going to pay more money to view adverts the whole purpose of direct streaming services is that you find the content that you want you view it and you've paid for it and the very introduction of adverts defeats the entire purpose of it so no thank you amazon i will not be paying any money for it at all so i cancelled my whole prime subscription wow um and just won't bother using it so i'll put stuff in my basket now when i do want to use amazon and i'll just wait and make the purchase when i need to make it so and that's that and i think a lot of people will probably do the same because it's patently absurd yeah to force people to pay to watch adverts we already do that when we watch regular television and that's the whole reason these things exist isn't it there's an alternative to regular tv yeah and the the other thing as well is amazon and not not just amazon but amazon was kind of along with netflix was kind of a, a main driver of this uh, provided a service that offered an alternative to piracy. And, you know, 
I think we're all probably aware of um, dodgy Amazon Fire sticks and boxes that have had extra software installed that enable um, illegal streaming and stuff like that. Um, and those aside, and the, the other alternatives and that, th- th- those have decreased in popularity at, over the years. That kind of whole generalised, I'm just going to stream this from wherever I want, I'm going to download it from the BitTorrent network. There was that um, popcorn time service a few years ago that people used as well. All um, illegal feeds, streams, whatever you want to call them. And for Amazon to then introduce adverts and an extra, you know, additional fee to not watch the adverts, I feel it's just going to push people back towards the piracy route. Oh, absolutely. Um, As you said, I know more than a few people that now just use a dodgy fire stick because it's you know, substantially cheaper and you get literally everything. Not that we advocate for anything. No, like definitely that, not. Obviously. No. But the reality of it is, is that with the number of streaming services there are, uh, it's created a much more disparate landscape f- for consumers. And that's without, so we're talking now about um, films, uh, you know, and, and TV shows, but people that like their sport as well, you know, especially across the US and the UK, on top of your Netflix and Amazon or whatever, if you want uh, a sports subscription in the UK for Sky Sports, for example, you're going to be looking at maybe £100 a month, basically. Wow, is that how much it is now? 1200 quid a year on top of, with the actual subscription, so you have your, your base of Sky TV subscription, plus the sports subscription on top of that, and it mm-hmm. can take it up to £100 a month, which Same. is which is insane. Like, no wonder people are heading back to uh, pirating content, you know. So some, some little facts, actually, here for you, Christian. So according to Broadband TV News, um, which is an online website, independent, um, uh, independent service, they estimate that film piracy has increased between 30 to 38 percent uh during 2022 and 2023 visits to piracy websites for tv content grew by 8.8 percent in 2022 um and i can only imagine that's increased further throughout 2023 uh because people just can't afford it like where do they expect people to keep finding this extra money from when all of the money that they pocket you know from advertising you know they make unfathomable amounts of money yet the onus is on to squeeze every little penny out of consumers like you and i and and of course our listeners yeah because of course all these services have been increasing prices over the past few years haven't they oh yeah absolutely it's like little bit by little bit hasn't it you're like so netflix just creeping it up like a dollar every six months so it doesn't feel quite as damaging to your wallet does it but if you look that's an extra 24 bucks a year or 36 bucks a year you know that's i don't know what that really gets you in the u.s to be honest as part of like a weekly shop perhaps i imagine it probably doesn't go that far these days but it's still money that people would rather have in their pockets rather than give to to netflix or amazon etc isn't it so with that in mind with our very negative view of these services <laughs> dominating <laughs> proceedings so what we're gonna have a chat about which is the best service is it netflix is it disney plus is it amazon prime is it hulu is it apple tv is it is it youtube 
I don't know. There's so many streaming services available now. I mean, I've, I've actually, I went on to um, Now TV last night, which I, I think I've mentioned before. I've been very fortunate to get a series of very good low offers for Now TV, um, which is uh, sort of a streamed version of um, Sky Television that Gavin mentioned earlier. And there's some fantastic documentaries on there. There's um, Brian Johnson from ACDC. He's done two series of a show called Life on the Road where he interviews a different megastar each week. Have you seen this? No, no, I don't think I've seen oh, this. Superb. Good, yeah, no, it's really good. So he's, he's, he's done Roger Daltrey, he's done Robert Plant, he's done uh, Billy Joel, uh, Dolly Parton's one. Um, the, the first episode of the second run is actually Dolly Parton. Such a good series. There's probably about 12 of them in total. Um, but I, I, I went on to Now TV last night in order to hopefully watch the Dolly Parton one again and just start watching the second series from the scratch. Now TV wasn't working for me. It said that my subscription didn't allow me to watch that media, which was oh. interesting. So I'll be looking into why that is the case later on. That's a show that's on Sky Arts, uh, if you're interested. But um, previously, I was able to watch stuff on Sky Arts. I mean, that's basically the only reason we were keeping hold of Now TV. So if that's changed, then uh, that one's also out the window. Now, all of these services manage, Now TV aside, and things you know, TV channel-based streaming services are basically sort of a catch-up service, aren't they? Like Now TV, BBC iPlayer in the UK. Um, but you, your Netflix, your Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, they're less a catch-up service and more of a, a replacement. I was going to nearly said replacement bus service, Gavin. A replacement, <laughs> which is something we have in the UK when the trains are cancelled. Um, a replacement TV service. I, I mean, to me, there's been a bit of a homogenization of these recently. I feel there isn't very much to pick between them. Am I? Would you say the same? Would you? Do you feel the same about that? With streaming services in general, yeah. I think the reason you would pick one over another is for the exclusives, isn't it? Mm. Um, I tend to sort of flip between the two. So we always have a Netflix account, right. but I don't feel like they bring an enormous amount of exclusives um, that really make me kind of go, if I wasn't already subscribed, um, is probably the best way to say it. If sure. I wasn't already subscribed, there's not a great deal that would make me suddenly go, oh God, I really need to, to get into that. Um, that said, in the UK, uh, Harlan Coben's latest um, book to... Uh, series is on, so that has grabbed me in at the moment. I don't know if you've uh, watched that, but it's quite good. <laughs> uh, which one's that? Uh, it's called Fool Me Once. Oh, yeah, uh, Kerry's just finished watching that. Yeah, I'm halfway through. I started watching last night and managed to burn through six episodes. So wow. uh, it was a slightly later night than I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, it's good, that. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't watch an awful lot of stuff, but when I do... Number one, I don't want adverts in it, Amazon Prime. And number two, it's typically going to be either something cosy or something sort of action adventure Okay. So, um, on the other hand, I mean, I say that, but, you know, sometimes when you're watching TV as a family, you want something nice. So we've watched a lot of Wrexham. Oh, yeah. On yeah, Disney+. That's Plus. quite interesting. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's, 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 it's a mad show, really. About, I mean, it's literally about what's happened at Wrexham Football Club and it's been purchased by you know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClenney and everything that's happened since then. And it's it's a crazy little show because they've been clever enough to set up a show around their purchase of Wrexham. 
Um, and I mean, it shows a lot. There's a bit of a warts and all aspect to it as well. You get under the, I was going to say under the covers, not under the covers, but you know, you get you get insights that you wouldn't normally get that you wouldn't get from say Sky Sports or Match of the Day, Paris of Thought, of how a football club is run. And it's I, f- I find it very interesting. I've, I'm, you know, I mean, I've been watching football, and we're talking about soccer here, uh, listener, um, since, well, I don't know, since the 1978 World Cup, if I'm honest, um, but more in depth since around 1990. <laughs> and um, I've, I've never seen a show like this. So uh, for that alone, I, I do enjoy, the, I, I, I do feel a bit more warmth towards Disney+, Plus, even though I'm very dismayed by how the... the Disney itself treats the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff. I don't. It's it's like they're on a. It's content, 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 rather than this has to be good. This has to be good. This has to be good. But something like Rexham, I really enjoy. Absolutely, you see similar things on the Amazon ones. Like uh, was it Sunderland till I die? Uh, they did a year's insight into uh, Tottenham Hotspur, the club I support. Uh, right. They're doing another one on another team, but some of their ones. So like the the big one for uh, for sport in general has been the the Formula One series, hasn't it? Uh, Drive to Survive, which oh, has right. got loads of people into Formula One that were previously not into it. So there are some good shows being made in that vein. I, I totally agree. Mm. That's interesting. It's. It, it leaves because it leaves you with a big choice, doesn't it? Because you know there is a big piece of decision making around which streaming service you should choose and whether you should have more than one. So here's a question: Do you have more than one? Uh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we 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 had Netflix and, and Amazon Prime. Yeah, right. But um, outside of that, oh, I tell a lie. Actually, we do have access to Disney Plus as well, but we don't actually subscribe. So we through my, my sister subscribes to it, so we right. we piggyback on her account. Which uh, for now, Disney Plus is quite happy for people in different locations to uh, continue using the account, which is yeah. which is very good because some of the other services have obviously decided that they don't want people doing that uh specifically netflix um sure but i really like uh disney plus actually it took me a while to get into it before realizing actually quite how much stuff was on there i think when it launched it was very much focused what i saw anyway i probably wasn't looking into it closely enough but it looked very much like uh here's you know the the epic back catalogue of disney films mm. uh, and obviously it launched with the star wars stuff because it um not long bought it all out actually when they launched uh disney plus had they no um so that was one of the major selling points yeah, yeah. of it um i'm not an enormous star wars fan like, i loved the the first sort of you know set of films and what have you but after that i've not really been that interested in it so that's not a major selling point to me but sure. however over the christmas period i was sort of like wow there's an enormous amount of films on disney plus like and a lot of classics as well so yeah, i yeah. sat and watched through and i'm really digressing now sorry but i watched all of the diehard films. so did we so did we <laughs> yeah every single one and i was like this is great wow <laughs> So for me, uh, getting back to more of the point, is that Disney Plus has actually got a lot more stuff on there uh, and I think actually delivers a lot of value, especially um, if you are you know, wanting to go back and look through the back catalogues of films of yesteryear because they own 
uh, rightly or wrongly, such an enormous amount of yeah. content these yeah. days. Yeah, I um, I stumbled into a show called uh, I didn't. It's not. It wasn't new to me. Called uh, Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, one of the nineteen seventies Marvel cartoons, which was on in the UK in round eighty two, eighty three on uh, British TV. It might have been a little bit later than that. And I remember at the time watching them, thinking having sort of like an internal review system and knowing that there was only two good episodes. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> watching back, EI was bang on with those. You remember it clear as day. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, that, I mean, there is an awful lot of stuff on uh, Disney Plus, absolutely right. I, no, I mean, in, in my case, we currently subscribe to Amazon Prime. We subscribe to Disney Plus. I've mentioned Now TV, which is kind of you know, a catch-up service, basically. Also, ITVX, which is a combination of catch-up service and streaming service. And we we have the sort of arrangement with my wife's sister uh, to use Netflix. Um, but it's just been disconnected from us again, so we'll have to wait for one of our nieces to come around and set it up again. So that's that's quite a big choice, um, really. But we, the, the ITVX in the UK has... BritBox has been folded into it, so we have um, we have BritBox in the UK, which might seem strange to you if you're in the US and you're watching BritBox for UK stuff, and you think, well, why can't you watch the UK stuff some other way? We 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 can't. And um, I, uh, to be honest with you, I stumbled into an interesting thing to do with ITVX and BritBox. Okay, if, there's a TV show called The Professionals, which is from ran from seventy seven seventy eight through to eighty two eighty three in the UK. It starred uh, Martin Shaw, uh, Gon Jackson, and Lewis Collins. And it's recently been reissued in Blu-ray in fully remastered. It was filmed on uh, on, uh, on on film on film stock, sixteen uh, millimeter. I think Be- it, this, the Blu-rays are absolutely stunning. Okay, the version on ITVX is horrendous. Oh no! Yeah, it's just like this horrible muddy print with awful sound and scratches all over the place now, and it's. I'm watching it, I think, why on earth are they using this version rather than a nice cleaned-up version? Does it all come down to cost or something like that, I guess? Probably, yeah. But it, it does leave you wondering why you subscribe to a particular thing for a particular thing when that particular thing isn't really up to scratch. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's the sour taste you can get with streaming services in general, isn't it? Um, yeah. I know I've gone sort of weeks and weeks without using uh, Netflix, for example, and then I wonder why I've subscribed to it for that month. Because, I mean, you should be able to just turn these things on and off effectively, can't you? Yeah. Um, So why don't we? Like, is it because it's not just a single switch? There's more buttons to click through? I know anybody that's ever unsubscribed from... uh, Amazon Prime, you know, it's getting increasingly... Well, I say increasingly, it's probably got better in the last few years where they have been called out for making it increasingly difficult to find the actual unsubscribe button. But have you uh, unsubscribed from anything angrily because something's not working or Um, because they've dropped a favourite show or anything like that? Good question. I don't think I... I mean, I am on the fence with Amazon Prime at the moment. Um, the thing is, Amazon's got the Bond movies, so that's kind of oh, yeah. that's kind of just holding you on there. And the other thing is, because some services offer their services for free if you buy something else. So if you bought a phone, you could get Disney Plus for free for twelve months, which I got with my Samsung. 
and I'm not actually using it because Kerry changed bank accounts and she got Disney Plus free for a, <laughs> for a year as well. So it's like you've got <laughs> two opportunities to have the same service for free. Well, meanwhile, one of the you know one of the competitor services is like charging you more to avoid watching adverts. It's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It does doesn't, it? does it? It's, no. It's a bit of a broken marketplace. What about Apple TV? Are you familiar with Apple TV? Uh, I've seen some of the stuff from Apple TV. There's some really good shows on there. I see Ted Lasso's yeah. one of the one of the best. I really enjoyed Severance as well. Have you seen that? The movie. Oh, they made a TV show of the movie, didn't they? That's very good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um Oh, there's the one as well with um, Gary Oldman. Uh, Slow Horses. I started, started watching that recently. Which right. Is, which I've really enjoyed. That's well, that's probably good if Gary Oldman's in it because he sort of, um, has a sort of minimum setting of being awesome and everything, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you'd really you'd really enjoy that, actually, Christian. Uh, it's like a MI5 type spy. Um, oh, right. I think I might have seen yeah. some uh, footage from it. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's well worth a watch. So that's interesting, actually, though, overall. So that's another, like we were saying about the exclusive. So Apple TV do seem to have quite a good handle on, on the exclusives. Um, but it's not, I don't, I don't know many people that use Apple TV, do you? No, I don't. I mean, we used to have an Apple TV box um, way before Amazon released anything. Yeah. Any hardware, and before Roku released any hardware, we had an Apple TV box, and it was the, I think it was the second generation one, uh-huh. which was the one that you couldn't put Cody on, you couldn't hack it in any way whatsoever, which was oh, quite yeah. frustrating um, <laughs> when it came to um, w- wanting to uh, do something else with it. Uh, but I remember, yeah, we used to watch Netflix on it, and, you know, BBC iPlayer and the, the other basic streaming platforms that existed then uh but since then we've not really used it. i think we've our tv thinks we're using our our tv we've got one of those be- um those big samsung smart tvs so you can put you can use a streaming stick with it which we do because it's more convenient and we find it just slightly more simpler than using the whole samsung interface but it's misrecognized our roku device as an apple tv device no idea why Ah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting, isn't it? It's a strange thing, yeah. But speaking of that, Samsung, right? So we we spend four or five hundred pounds on a TV, forty-two inch. Okay, it comes with TV channels streamed to you just by paying Samsung for the TV. You then get all this material streamed to you. That's be before you install Netflix or. Disney Plus or whatever. So you've got you've got like the Jamie Oliver channel or the the Power Rangers channel. You know, oh. you, all, all this stuff just just at the click of a button. You don't I mean arguably you don't need any of the other streaming services if you're happy just to watch the same show repeatedly repeatedly over and over again through throughout the day. <laughs> Not the same episode, but you know, the same thematic show again and again and again, you know, the cookery channels, um odd sports channels as I say, Jamie Oliver channels. Um, I think there might be an Only Fools and Horses channel as well. There's so many of them. There's hundreds of them. That's interesting. So, I mean, I've got a really old Samsung TV. I'm talking like, I think it was bought in 2011 or something. Oh, like wow, that. that is old. It's, it's ancient, yeah. Um, I don't you particularly use the TV in the living room. And um, my wife doesn't really want a massive TV in there. So it's still... 
you know, it's not smart TV in any way. It's, mm. it's a dumb TV. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking up now the smart TV options that you've just been mentioning, and it's quite substantial, isn't it? Yeah. There's such an enormous range of stuff on Samsung TV Plus that um, they don't really make a big deal out of it, do they? No, they don't. I, mean, I didn't know about it. I'm, it just happened accidentally after, after, you know, when we bought it home, unboxed it, plugged in the Roku, plugged in the Xbox, plugged in the Switch, mm. um, made sure everything was connected properly in that. Um, got it online and then found the whole big screen menu. Didn't even really notice then. I just thought it was adverts. And it wasn't until someone pressed a button on the remote control, probably in, by accident, that we discovered <laughs> all this, for want of a better word, because you know I don't like saying it, content. And it was, <laughs> it was just everywhere. Uh, yeah, that's quite incredible. It's in, Yeah, it really is interesting they don't uh, promote more out of it. I guess the onus is that they... Want you to buy the TV, and the the, the price of the streaming services is effectively built into it. Maybe, or, yeah, most of them. Or are, you yeah. have to pay extra to access certain types of content. Maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that that hasn't come up if that's the case. But uh, yeah, it yeah. is. It is a fascinating option to have. So, um, you know, we've been chatting about these various services for some time. We've um, we've got you know Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video. I've already said Hulu. We haven't really talked about Hulu very much. It's not a massive deal in the UK, is it? So I don't know anyone who uses it. Ah, uh, no. Likewise, I, I don't know anybody that uses it uh, in the UK. Uh, it's definitely bigger in the US. Um, I always find interesting though, Christian, is um, how sort of unified the all of the streaming services sort of look these days mm. if you see what i mean in terms of the overall user experience yes uh it's you know there's no real difference in the interfaces is there it no they're all dark. very similar they all make it very annoying to try and search for something oh yeah my gosh that is <laughs> absolutely frustrating um but yeah, everything looks exactly the same. So you don't know if you're on one or the other. You have to have a quick glance up to the corner each time. Don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, is annoying. That is annoying. Yeah, I, I would like them to try and uh, make themselves stand out a little bit more. <laughs> Something a bit more jazzy, maybe. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd go along with that. Now, um, yeah, I mean, I will, I will listen probably knows that Hulu's owned by Disney. And a lot of the stuff, the reason it's not big in the UK is that anything that's on Hulu comes through Disney Plus in the UK. So, for instance, um, The Beatles Eight Days a Week documentary. In the UK, we watched that on uh, Disney Plus when that came out in 2016, 17 sort of time. So, um, no, a lot of that stuff just, uh, just comes through different routes in the UK. Uh, but, there's, I mean, there's been some quite good stuff on Hulu. So I won't. We 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 shouldn't sort of um, dismiss it out of hand, but it has output with um, various, um, basically all the studios that aren't covered by the others by the other services. Um, so they've had a deal with DreamWorks. They've got an output deal with Lionsgate, uh, which is a film company. Uh, so there's a, there's. I mean, it it does stand up uh, as an option, but I do feel as though, given its ownership, it is going to end up. There is going to be a situation where Hulu's basically squeezed out completely around the world so yeah i guess that could happen to as as disney increasingly sucks up and brings stuff back onto its own platform yeah there's always going to be the issues yeah with certain services dying but because 
they will also have unique content on them. Those services then presumably just take that with them and that doesn't get to go anywhere else. That's always a bit of a shame with the streaming platforms, isn't it? It is. Yeah, definitely is. Let's just round <laughs> things up. So we've we've got these streaming services. We've attempted to sort of establish which one is the best. I mean, I'm leaning towards Disney Plus, if I'm honest. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't disagree with you, to be honest, Christian. Um, having had a bit of a think and a chat about it, now, <laughs> I, think, I, <laughs> I do think I agree with you. Netflix has certainly sort of lost its shine in recent years hasn't it it tried to push out too much stuff through its own content studios actually you know what before we say all this that reminds me of another point i'd like to make christian okay is that something about netflix that annoys the absolute bananas out of me is them cancelling shows after one season oh yes that drives me up the wall there's one show in particular that name of it's now escaping me because I didn't think about this before the show but it was the one the sort of trippy one where the lad was finding snippets of different videos in something uh oh, what was that called I can't remember the name of it anyway it was extremely good uh and the first series was fantastic and it ended on a massive cliffhanger and then they cancelled it oh, <laughs> I was no. like, oh for goodness sake not again uh I think Netflix of all the streaming services, is particularly bad for this. So I'll put that as another down mark in the Netflix column and uh, stick with Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, the, film, the the show I was mentioning was uh, Archive 81. Okay, I haven't heard of that. It sounds like the sort of thing that'll end up being finished off in a graphic novel, though. Uh, maybe it came from a graphic novel, but oh, it was really, a re- sci-fi, supernatural horror series. It was really, really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yet another one cancelled by Netflix again. So generally speaking, we're pretty much in agreement that Disney Plus is the best streaming service. Which means it's recommendations time. It's that part of the show when we uh, bring something to you. Um, you know, we've probably done quite a few recommendations already today. Uh, but specifically, <laughs> we bring something to you that we've um, encountered, experienced, enjoyed over the past uh, week or so and suggest it so that you can uh, check it out yourself. This week, uh, my recommendation is a quick trip through the Xbox Cloud Gaming Portal, which uh, the I find the Xbox cloud gaming portal which is part of the uh xbox's microsoft's uh cloud gaming and uh ultimate game pass thing you sign up the ultimate game pass you get access to xbox cloud gaming which enables you to stream games to any device now it's not actually the cloud gaming in general that i wanted to talk about it's the back catalog of Xbox 360 games that they have on there, which has been really fun to get back into some of my old favourites, uh, particularly the game Skate 3, which was like one of the best skateboarding games uh, of all time, which I really, really enjoyed. You can also play the original Skate on there, uh, which you know is a bit older, a bit more janky these days, but that's still really, really good fun. Um, there's also other titles. Perfect Dark is on there. If you remember that, the good old uh, first-person shooter 
Uh, and there's a bunch of other titles on there as well. Um, it's just been like good fun playing these games. Cause I don't have an Xbox 360 anymore. Um, there are ways I believe you can emulate the Xbox 360, though I'm fairly sure none of them are legal. Um, uh, yeah, one of those. Um, and so being able to play some of these games that you might not have access to, can't get access to them on Steam or, or they're not on good old games or whatever, is really nice. So uh, the ultimate... Game Pass, I think, is £12 a month in the UK, though uh, I signed up for like £1 for the first month. I don't know what that would translate to in the US, but I'm sure there's a similar low-priced deal to get your first month at uh, an extremely low price. So it's well worth checking out if you want some old games. There's also loads of new games on there as well, I should add. It's not just old games. There's loads and loads of the latest games on there, and it means you can stream them on any device that can run the Xbox Cloud Gaming app. So I've also been using it uh, on my uh, Android smartphone. Wow. Good times. Excellent. So you've been listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com. Everything we've discussed, we will make an effort to link to in the show notes. And because there has been quite a bit this week. And um, any any feedback you've got for us, please uh, do send it either as a response to this podcast on the website or uh, on on twitter or facebook or wherever you find us and if you have the time please leave us a five-star review on apple podcast that will help us uh, reach more listeners and help more people we'll be back for a new episode next week until then it's goodbye from us <laughs>